Uh, are you ready, Barry? Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about something else then. I'm having another birthday in February, if y'all want to. In March, you know. Uh, we, uh, I'll speak about uh, Nicole. Didn't Nicole do, do a good job? Yes. She's, uh, she needs a place to, you know, to preach to people, and we are a perfect place. We sewed into her 1200 plus her monthly support for two months, 400 So she walked away with $1,600, and she was, a happy, she was a happy girl. And we, you know, and y'all gave generously, and then the church kicked in, and then we, we do $200 a month for her. Uh, Emily told me this week uh, that our, our support for her, she's with John Smithwick, that uh, we are her biggest supporter at $200 a month. And I'm like, oh, this is good, but this is not good. So uh, we, she, you know, it's going to take more than that. To, she's getting married uh, pretty soon, and she thinks she's happy. Uh, we, have a, we, have a little, we have a little Indian girl, just to tell you the news while Barry's tooling up, that is helping me put tape series, MP3s, on the Internet. Have, has anybody seen that? We're... Well, the, the halls have. Y'all need to look in there. I've got like 65 or 75 uh, marvelous series that Debbie's done, and then I've got about uh, 9 or 10 that I've done. We're mostly putting hers up. So I pay this little girl in India, and of course she's going to bed when we get up and vice versa, but she's getting married Friday. She is one happy girl, and I, I ask her if, what her husband's name was, because she said, please bless me, please bless me. So I blessed her, and I said, Is your, what's your husband's name? She told me. I couldn't say the words. And then I said, is he a Christian? And I didn't hear anything back. So she's putting all these series together. She's going to listen to him soon. So we're all over the world, y'all, this message. And the important part is, is you make it happy, happen. We have different people that stand here, but none of it works unless you're there. None of it works. It wouldn't matter how much money we had. If you're not there, we can't do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Welcome to River Church. It's raining outside, but it's wonderful inside. Would you turn in your Bible with me to the book of Job, chapter 22? Job. It's Job Psalms. Job is a book that sometimes gets lost. Job 22. We're going to read this, and then we're going to, we're going to listen to a testimony that actually activated this verse and made it work. And we've all done that in some measure. But this was so overt, and so it'll just encourage you. Let's read verse 28 together. Ready? Read. Thou shalt also decree a thing... And it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Way, way, yea. So I'm going to ask Melissa if she'll come up and share a testimony that just recently happened and that uh, so blessed us. She shared it with us uh, Sunday, but we need to hear it again. So Melissa, would you come up and do that for us, please? Okay, thank you. I, um, 
I went to graduate school and I finished with my PhD in 2003. And in order to actually afford to go to graduate school, I had to take out loans. So they were, they were government, they're federal government loans. And so about 2005, I started paying them back. So I have my entire teaching time been working in public universities. And the government has this program, it's called uh, public service loan forgiveness, by which if you have been working in public service that you're supposed to be able to eventually have your loans forgiven. So in 2019, <clears throat> excuse me, I applied for what was then a special program called Temporary Public Service Loan Forgiveness. And the reason I applied for that one was because for the original public loan service forgiveness, you had to be on certain plans to pay it back. And I was not on one of those plans because it would have cost more. So I applied for this other one and supposedly that it didn't matter what plan you were on, you could get your loans forgiven. So in 2019, I applied and I got a thing back saying, you have enough payments, actually have more than enough payments. You, um, you've done all the other things, you're working for the right kind of place. However, you're not on the right payment plan. And I thought, well, this is silly because you started this new thing where you're supposed to not have to care which plan you're on and now you're saying you're turning me down. And I was just, I was righteously offended because it's like, that's not right. That's not what you're supposed to do. So I, um, I went and I looked at Mark 11, 23 and 24, which I'm going to read to you. And it says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. So when I got turned down in 2019, I wrote letters to all of my like elected officials and stuff. And I, I looked at this and I said, I'm going to have my loans forgiven. I don't care what they say. My loans are going to be forgiven. So along came 2020 and, you know, the pandemic. And so what they did was they stopped making you pay for your loans. They just kind of put it on hold for 20 and also in 21. So in 21, I got this thing from somebody saying, hey, you might want to apply for PSLF again, which is Public Service Loan Forgiveness. The government just loves acronyms. And so I applied again in, in June of 21. And so I waited and I waited and I heard nothing. So I called them on hold for an hour before I got to a person, only to find out we don't know. We don't know. Somebody's going through that. We don't know what they're doing. So I just decided my loans are going to be forgiven by the end of 21. And I just said, you know, it says, when you pray, believe you receive it, and you shall have it. And so I decreed that. And I said, my loans are going to be forgiven by the end of 21. So December 31 came and, and went. But then on January the 3rd of 22, just last month now, I got something. And it said, you have an email from Fed loan. And so I went and I looked. And it said, no, don't think so. In fact, they told me that I had 10 more years to pay on my loans. <clears throat> and I looked at that and I said, that is a lie. 
And I refuse to receive that. I refuse it. It's a lie. And so I put him down on my to-do list to call again, but I never really got around to it. On Feb- I'm sorry, on January 13, which would have been 10 days later, I got another note that said, you have an email from FedLoan. And I opened it up, and the very first word was, congratulations. My loans were forgiven. This is $22,000 in student loans that I do not have to pay back because I, I decreed something, and this mountain was moved. It was moved, and I refused to accept what they said because it violated what God's word said because his word is true. So I have been, I had my loans forgiven. Praise God. Appreciate that. Well, you just got to plug you and your variable in, your mountain, whatever it looks like. If it's a sand hill, a mole hill, or if it's Everest, you just got to plug you in. And you might start decreeing a thing over something insignificant or something that you can handle, what you can get your faith around. Uh, I gave Jonathan a, a, a CD that we've all looked at in years past called The Billion Flow, Seeding for the Billion Flow. And him and I were talking about that B is a big word, but, but I can get around the M word, the million flow. I can, e- even though naturally speaking, there's no access to that. There's no, so it's still pretty out there. And so we just chopped it down until we could get there and get a, get a leg up on the, on, the, on the challenge. And so that's what I would suggest. Do what you will, but you want, you, failure begats failure and victory begats victory. So you want to have a victory. And that's what Melissa did. What we're all afraid of is not getting the victory of it failing. That we, we told everybody, we looked out there and said, I will have it. And then we, we gave up, we quit, we cashed out before we got it. And we just are so embarrassed, we don't want to ever do it again. And it cripples us. So that's why we read testimonies on Sunday morning and why y'all share your testimonies all the time, because it helps. It talk, it's, it's like I'm not the only one. This just isn't me. And as a matter of fact, things like I'm believing for, someone just got it. So it, we ought to do it. We ought to have a testimony. And when you go to minister to people, they don't really care about Scripture and verse. You can tell them John 3.16 and... You know, go through all that, but that, they're not listening to you. But what you tell them is what Jesus did for you and how you were like them, but the Lord came in and if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So we all need a testimony and it's not hard to find one, but at least in some place of your life, you're going to have to stand. And having done all to stand, you're going to have to stand there for you're going to, you know, this, is, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to wait for another time. It will never feel better because the testimony of faith has always got little prickly burrs on it and you have to climb over it. It's what we call in West Texas, a, a, a burr, a burr under your saddle. It's just like you can't scratch it, but it's there. Well, that's, we got to win the faith thing. We got we to gotta get to the end of it. And so, uh, uh, Pastor Eric West, I told you that he had a friend that just found him after, from high school. Hadn't seen him in all these years, but found him and uh, has stage 73 cancer or something. It's, you know, it's way out there and uh, was under treatments. But they said, no, 
And so he found Pastor West and he talked to him. And he's the man I told you all that had never even heard of Billy Graham. He was so in the world. And I'm still, I'm still kind of in unbelief about that. Is that Billy Graham? That's like sun and moon. That's just there. <laughs> but uh, so Pastor West sent him some scriptures and told him what to do with them. He didn't know what to do with them, so he just read them. And he went down there last week. And when he went down there, he caught up on high school for two hours. And then he ministered to him for two hours. And the man had got down from 187 to 127 pounds, something like that. He, he was on his way out. Well, since that meeting a week and a half or so ago, he's, he, he weighed 127, he weighs 140. Wow. He's got strength and he wants to go to work. They're, they're telling him down, boy, but he's, he's just up and going. Now, we don't know how it's going to turn out because it's his faith. But it's got a good start. And... Uh, even though he didn't know enough to, to uh, decree a thing, Pastor West did. And he's no, Pastor West is no different than you or me. God's no respecter of person. So if you cast the devil out, the devil is out. And you don't have to wait for somebody to get the big devils out. You, you are over all the big devils, the little devils, and all the sicknesses. It doesn't matter if it's a common cold. Matter of fact, sometimes the cold is hard to get rid of more because there's so many remedial alternatives. But when you have cancer, it's like we, we're getting serious the first time and we're not going to mess around and we're not going to bail. So let's, let's serve the kingdom. Let's be healers. Let's, be, let's believe for the million flow. I like it when there's no way, there's no connection, there's no step from where you are to a million dollars. It's just like, and that's your age or my age or whatever, and there's no Uncle Jack and all, all the things that just like this can't happen. Ah, then God. And so uh, I'm telling you, you open the Red Sea and the Bible says nobody knew the path was there. So uh, no, you don't know the path that's there and God's just waiting for you. So uh, back to Job 22, it says, uh, thou shalt also decree a thing. So it's, it's the also there means that there's some things in verse 27 and 6. But the part we're looking at here, is, uh, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon those ways, thy ways. I looked up the word decree, and it doesn't really mean the word we think it does. It's, uh, it's, in other versions, it talks about uh, deciding. It's, uh, you shall choose a thing, or you shall decide a thing. It doesn't even talk about decreeing. Uh, but here's the thing. The word actually in the Greek, uh, the Hebrew, means to divide from. So what you're doing when you decree or decide, you're dividing one from the other. You got two ways to go. They're both good or both good enough. And you divide one from the other. And then, then whatever you decide is what you're going to say. I said, whatever you believe is what you're going to say. You may say some foolishness and don't believe it, you know, but... Uh, when you believe something, you can tell the, the uh, thermometer to that is you start saying it. So it means to exclude. It means to affirm. Thou shalt affirm a thing. So now we're into convic con conviction. We're into uh, believing unto assurance. It's like I, I won't do this before I won't believe that. It means to decide. It means to come to a conclusion. Thou shalt come to a conclusion. Uh, and it shall be established unto thee. 
Dr. Cole always said decision is the place of power. There is no power. There's no obvious way out. There's no answer. There's no remedy until you decide. And when Melissa decided, I mean, she's been going along since 03 or 05 or whatever until for 15 years, 15, 16, uh, several years. And nothing, nothing riled her up. Nothing got it. But there was timing there. Apparently, things had got in and God moved on her and, and she, she caught the timing of the Lord. I can do that. You know, it, the, the millionaire flow or whatever may not be for 2022, but it'd be good to giddy up and get it for 23. I can wait. How about y'all? Because I might be halfway there, even if I don't get all. It's not like zero to a million. Get a half a million in 21, 22. And so uh, the word established, I like that. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. It means to accomplish. It shall be accomplished unto you. We see that in this testimony. I have lots of testimonies. Do y'all have testimonies? Sure. Sure. Pharaoh's coming over the hill. The Red Sea's in front of you. There's a mountain to the west. And there's no way out. And God said, what's that in your hand? Well, lift it. And he did. And then Psalm 77 or 79 says, you made a, you made a road in the... There was a pathway there that nobody knew. There's a pathway for every one of us. We just need to get into the place where we look for it. So it means to abide. Thou, sh thou shalt decree a thing and it shall abide unto thee. So this is again talking about a conviction. We've got to have a conviction about it. It can't be casual faith. Uh, the casual observer does not move the mountain. We'd rather it moved. It'd be wonderful it'd move where we might not, we may be shut down when it doesn't move. But it's not moving just because it's your turn. That thing about it's my turn. It's been so long, it's my turn. There is no turn. You'll go all your life without moving a pebble waiting on your turn. On the other hand, you'd have a turn every week. Hallelujah. <laughs> so it means uh, that. And, it, it, uh, and then I uh, looked at the last word. The light shall shine upon thy ways. Now, that word is talking about a way. It's talking about a course of action. So it's got energy in it. It's got, uh, it's got movement in it. The light shall shine upon your path or your way or your plan or your blueprint or your strategy or your, the course you're running, the race you're running. The light will shine. I, it's like until the light comes on, you don't see it. But when the light comes on, I've had so many lights come on this last week. Just, just dinging around, just like whatever, whatever. And suddenly... The light came on my path, on my way. And I saw something that's been there all the time. Y'all know about all the time. Amen. It's been there all the time. You go, I should have seen this. It was so obvious because revelation is so obvious. But it's so personal. Nobody can really teach you. They'll tell you about it. Hey, 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 listen to this. Look at that. Like you don't see it until it's revelation. So uh, the Amplified says, ye shall also decide and decree a thing. So I like that. That seems to speak to where we are in life. You know, and we have to be careful sometimes pulling stuff out of the Old Testament because it's got a, law, a lot of law in it. And it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your way. Cool. Uh, I want you to notice there it says you shall decide and decree a thing. Point to yourself with me and say, that's me. So it's not somebody else saying, I, I got my brother-in-law believing God with me. 
Well, that's good. If he's for you, he's probably not against you. That's, that helps sometimes, but it's you. It's me. We have to do the, uh, the uh, deciding and the decreeing. And until you decree, you haven't decided. You know, we're still a little embarrassed that it, if it doesn't work, we're not sure and everything. Well, just, just hold your hat in your hand because you're, you're not moving anything until you're willing to say. Saying is one of the evidences of believing. And until you decide, when you decide, and it's always between two good things. It doesn't really matter sometimes. Nobody has to decide between evil and good. There's no decision or choice there. You just always go. But two, two relatively good things that you can uh, see the advantage of both. Well, it could go this way, and that'd be good. It could go this way, and that'd be good. But you've got to decide. You've got to throw one under the bus, so to speak, and get on it and stay on it. This double-minded stuff is fatal to dreams. Going back and revisiting and looking at it and saying, well, what if? And, and having Job's friends come by and see you and say, well, I don't think I have a brother-in-law that did that and he, he, we buried him the next week or whatever. You, you can't entertain that. You've got to get off with like precious faith. You've got to get in the word. And you've got to put blinders on because you've got to get there. It's like it's time sensitive. You have to get there. The mountain... It's not going to move. If it gets entrenched enough, it's going to stay there. So, praise God. Um, not a, You. You cannot substitute good works for believing. Now, come on, y'all. Yeah, I talk to people all the time. That say, yeah, I said, what about them? Well, they do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but what do they believe? Well, they do a lot of good stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going to go pray for them. What about them? Well, they do a lot of good stuff. And you just go, you, you see it. You see where we all came from, unless you came out of the world into this life, uh, where we all came from. Um, but here's a key I found. Look in verse 21. There seems to be a qualifier for 29, for 28, thou shalt decree a thing. In 21, he's setting it up. In 21, he says, Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto thee. That's just a different look on verse 28. Decreeing a thing, it shall be established unto you. He said, uh, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto thee. And then he goes through a few things, 22 to 27. And then he finally ends up in 28 and says, decree it and it shall be established unto you. Uh, the ampl Amplified says, Acquaint now yourself with him, and here it is, Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will. So there's some prep time before you decree a thing. It's not like, well, that's a good idea. I believe, that's a good idea. I believe I'll do that. I heard that testimony this morning. I'm going to go home this evening. You've got to acquaint yourself with him for the will of God. You've got to pray out the plan. That's why we pray in the Holy Ghost sometimes is we're praying out mysteries. We're praying things that are right there, right there, like when it's pitch dark in Carlsbad Caverns, and you got your hand right there, and you can, nothing, nothing, it's dark. Well, sometimes revelation's that way. The end is that way. The answer's that way. It's right there, but until you see it, it's not seen. So we have to acquaint ourselves with him. What do you want me to do? Billy Bob over here had this same situation, and he did this, but he had a hard time with it, and it didn't, you know, and it finally... You've got to acquaint yourself with God. We want to get it, I want to get it, where I pray prayers that God can answer, that he's already answered, 
and that I pray them and I get them answered the first time. I'm not dogging God. That begging business is highly hard on your faith. When you don't believe you receive, you keep going back thinking, I, I didn't get all I wanted. I don't see it. I don't have it. Therefore, I must not have it. He must have it. I'll go back and ask for it again because I've been better this week than the week I asked him. You know, that's all bogus. That's all. But that's all religion. So he said, uh, uh, acquaint now by yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace. By that being at peace, you may prosper and great good shall come to you. And then he goes to verse 20, 28 and said, thou shalt decree a thing. And all these things will happen to you that 21 talks about. That's how you do it. You just you just load the gun, put the bullet in the gun and then aim. You got to aim. You got to know what you're aiming at the mountain or whatever. And you got to pull the trigger. And everybody's going to ask you, what was that sound? I just pulled the trigger. The mountain's moving right now. Oh, it looks like it's there to me. I pulled the trigger. I fired the shot, the faith shot. I fired the word. And that's what Melissa was saying. She's, what impressed me, especially Wednesday night, she said it over and over. I will not make another payment. I will not make another payment. I mean, you're standing some ground. You got the U.S. government <laughs> saying, we're going to make a few more. 120 of them, matter of fact. And so I'm not making another payment. Come and get me. I'm not doing it. I mean, that's different than your local bank and whatever, I guess. I like that. Do y'all like that? We ought to all have a testimony that we stood up and said, well, let me tell you my story, the most recent story. And I've got some stories. You've got some stories. We need a fresh testimony. If your testimony's got dust on it and, you know, you're having to mop around it, it's, it's probably not today. You know, we all have a faith surge in our life where we were, boom. But sometimes we ebb and flow more than we want or more than we want to admit. So uh, the King James says, uh, be at peace, and the Amplified says, agree with God. I think that's the same thing. When you agree with God, you're at peace. So we ought to be after the will of God. We ought to be unwilling to live outside of the will of God. And, there, and people say, well, there's this permissive will, and there's this uh, good, acceptable, and whatever. We ought to just go after, shoot for the will of God. It's not that hard. It's not arduous. His yoke is easy. And so you just find the will of God. It's not like, well, you've got to keep looking for it because there's always more. If you find the will of God, the, the will of God will come up on you. It'll show up on you. So uh, we ought to be 100% in something. When you're youthful, y'all remember that, don't you? <laughs> you know, well, Jonathan's still youthful. Oh, uh, Bless his heart, but he, he acts like he's as old as us, so he's, he's okay. Well, I have. I've seen some old fools. Age does not make you wise. I've seen some old fools, and I've seen some outstanding young men and women that I said, I'm going to take notes here. So we ought to get 100% in something. You ought to sell out to something. You might as well sell out to God. He's the only guarantee. Uh, you can go into business, and that, that might be good, and you can, you can change careers because this, this is that and that's this. That might be good if you have to move to a town that doesn't have your church in it. 
That might not be good if you have to move to a place that has cruddy schools. You, so you got to weigh things. But we ought to be 100% about something. You know, I, I like, in a way, I like motorcycle gangs, even though they're terrible, terrible men and women. But they're sold out. I mean, if you go to, if you look at pictures and movies of Sturgis and Deadwood and, and Daytona, it's like, these people are crazy. They are just rabid, but they're sold out. If we could be as sold out to the things that we entrust and endear, like they are, I mean, they, they, they don't care about tomorrow. Do you realize how many people do crazy, life-threatening things and they're on the edge of eternal hell, and they don't even know it, and they put their life in danger. And it's like if you lose your life in a mistake, which you're, you're going to be in hell, and you don't even know there is a hell. And those guys, they all think they're rough, tough. Well, when I get to hell, I'm going to, I'm going to run that place. So we ought to be something rabid. We might as well be strong in the things of God. Let's have a testimony of laying hands on the sick and just say, ah, oh, we came in here and we got three, three blind guys. One of them can't see in one eye yet, but, but he's working on it. You know, and we go, oh, well, we'll believe God for the third guy to get both sides or whatever. Just having a, just a casual thing that says, we can't hear all y'all's testimonies. Y'all write them down. You just got three blind guys. You'll have to wait because we're, we're going to get the raise the dead people first. And that sounds so crazy. That sounds so, I don't know, we ought, to, we ought to make revival start here. Everybody's waiting on a move of God. I always wonder if something's coming that God initiates, how come he doesn't like 2021 or 2022? What is he waiting for? What is the holdup here? I mean, I don't see it in the Word. Why is he waiting to pour out his Spirit on all flesh is it till we get good enough or till we get right or till we get bad enough in Sodom and Gomorrah? Or what, what is it? I think it's already here. I think it's totally up to us to say it's here and decree a thing and just say we're going to be a part of it. We're waiting for everybody just to flood in and say we don't know why we're here, but, but you know, whatever. We'd all have to change to accommodate all those people. We'd have to, we, as hard as we can or as hard as I can, I'm trying to ramp up River Church to have revival. I am speaking. I always prepare for 300 people, always. And I'm looking for the double. I got a scripture Sunday night when we went to see Jerry Savelle, and I got a scripture that said, I want you to have the double. And when I found the scripture in Isaiah, I'd already had two people tell me, prophesy to me, and I wrote their name down in the date for that, for that amount. So whatever's here, the double. So I'm just going to get out there and say it right now. The double. The double. So, Miss Sue, you're a, you're a first fruits. You're a seed into the, into the double. Hallelujah. We are so proud of you. Now, you all know when the halls are gone that a large percentage. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. This stuff does not matter. So let's sing a song, Barry. Have you got us a song tooled up? Did, did she give you one? Well, let's. It's nine till.